Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 215 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is Iron Wow. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, and I play a goblin more like we are a podcast for the casual world of Warcraft player. Coming up in episode number 215 of HearthCast, what do Freckleface, Robert Downey Jr., and Black Sabbath all have in common? Just listen and find out. We've got an auction house tip from the past that has come back to life, and bring the spotlight on another add-on for an add-on to help the add-on add-on. I don't know where you're going with that. Hey. <laughs> we'll find out. One take, first intro. We did it. Don't mess know, it the up. the music's still going, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, hey, Freckleface. Hey, Ruth. How are you? Pretty good. Good to see you. You too. How has your week been in the world of Warcraft? Big accomplishment. Big accomplishment. Finally done with those Tolbrad dailies. Awesome. Let me tell you what. I have gotten the searchlight, the little toy, which I'm hoping yeah. is going to go into the toy box. Oh, I can't wait for the toy box. The pet, and now the mount, the spectral wolf. Ooh. It cost me 165 tokens. Right. And you can only get, it's like a token per daily. You, there's oh. six that are always available, and then there's six more that are only available when your faction... Is, is in controlling control. Tolbrad. All right, so. so at max you can get 12 tokens a day, but usually yes. you're but not But sometimes get. only six. Sometimes you log on and be like, ugh, we're in the battle, or ugh, they're controlling it. It's going to be another hour for the battle, so some days you don't get to do it. Or, yeah. you know. Now, have you ever like logged on and realized we don't have control? Your faction is having control, so you're like, I'll come back in an hour? I've done that, yes. But yeah. that's not always conducive to your schedule, though. That is true. Sometimes you're not like, always. I only have an hour to play today. I know. I can only get six of these tokens. I know. And now that puts me off another six tokens. Ergo, this was a very obnoxious set of dailies to get done, and I am finally completely done. Is that an Apple product, Ergo? Um, It's one of them Latin words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're speaking Latin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sim for oob, sub ubi. What? Always wear underwear. Oh, that's great advice. Of course. My mom used to tell me that. And I and I would say, why? And she would say, in case you're in an accident. And I said, but isn't that what an accident is? You know, an accident. And your, and your underpants? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that would be, you would not want to have an accident not wear underpants. No, oh, that's true. Yeah. I hadn't really thought of that. Kid logic didn't. It works didn't. both ways, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Mama Freck is dispensing advice at the top of the show. That's right. <laughs> Always wear underwear. So what else have I been doing? I've been chipping away at the Lord Master achievement. Mm. Chipping. Chipping, chipping, chipping. Not making much progress this week because I'm stuck in the Blade Edge Mountains. I love that place. Okay, here's the thing. I only need like 10 more quests to be completed on the Outlands, right? And I picked up this quest to... Um, capture these mana worm type things. 
that were flying. No, it's another race that were flying around. Okay, do you know how hard it is to capture, as in get it below 30% health and not kill something when you're level 90 and you're going back to level 60 stuff? Wow, yeah, you can't can't do much. You can't do much? Okay, You have to, like, disarm and smack it. I took off my daggers, and I was just punching it, right? And then I noticed it. That it would keep getting poisoned. I couldn't figure out for the life of me how it was getting poisoned. I'm like, I'm not. You're procking something? I, pro- I was procking something. It was a trinket that I have. Ah. So I got rid of the trinket. I was still killing them too fast. So I took off all of my gear. And then it was like a little bit too slow. Like I, I still killed them. And it took me like a good solid like two minutes of just auto oh, yeah, attack. yeah, you don't want that. So I put on a little bit more, you know. So I've got like. My trinkets on. Said, well, the one trinket. Said, Put your gloves on. Just fight them yeah, in the buff gloves. with your gloves. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it came down to. Like one piece of gear so it wasn't super slow, but like right. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get that one quest done. And then I got to the point where I have three left. They're all up in the north uh, eastern corner there. Right. And each of them requires... 35 shards to summon the thing they need to kill. <sighs> so that means, and the shards aren't 100% drop rate, which means I have to go and just, you know, farm, 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 farm. Right. So. Yeah. Imagine though, I know, imagine how at level. Oh, I know. That would How long that would have taken? I, I wouldn't have. That's why I hadn't done it before. You have a group <laughs> with you. Because I mean, you know, and we have an email talking about this before, but I was out farming those lower level mats, so I could build my 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 moly molly okay. thing, right? Molly, yeah. But at least there for me, it was mindless. Just run up and down and kill. Yeah. Not worrying about anything, you know. <laughs> One shot, they were dying. <laughs> and uh, but it, you know, and then he wouldn't. But at least I didn't have to worry about it. Not not kill it. You know. I couldn't. I know double negative. <laughs> <laughs> I could kill mine. You couldn't kill yours. So I I, I couldn't imagine not. Killing something like that, you know? That's difficult. Yes, the content at level was very difficult. It's grindy enough as it is, being OP for it. Back in the day, I don't even want to know. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, it can't. No. Redonkulous. Redonk. Redonk. So, speaking of redonk. Yeah. What, how was your week? <laughs> how was that a segue into me? I'm hoping that your week was redonk. Was I'm like being seg- optimistic. <laughs> Was it not? Was, Did I set it up oh, too much? I don't, yeah. How can I live up to having a redonk week? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of winning the lottery, how was your week? You know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Fair enough. Do you want me to ask you again? No, no, no. That's okay. Fair. All right. Just checking. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Dark Dark Rose, Dark Rose the Wakener, uh, the Druid, the Druid, Worgen Druid, Alliance, yeah, Alliance, uh, Worgen Druid Alliance. So, so he's doing cool. He's doing really well. Uh, I got him into the second part. Here's the thing: he's doing LFR, right? And right now, LFR is still just really, really weird yeah. place. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's becoming more acceptance or acceptive. Of boosted characters because now we're starting to get some gear, you know, okay. starting to see more people yeah. with gear. As a group, you guys are kind of getting more gear. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm late to the game for the boosted people. Sure. Boosted much, sure. you know, earlier than I did, and 
However, I haven't seen, at least in this group, I did see him kick some people out, but it was because of typical reasons like you're not doing your job, you're standing in the corner, you're, you're not paying attention, you were all over here clearing trash, and you're over here waiting on us to get back, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Although they did kick out a dude, you know those announcement things that announce like, I just interrupted so-and-so? And oh, I so did- obnoxious. <laughs> right? Well, there was a guy who had one, and uh, it, it was all the announcements were in Portuguese. Oh. Now, I read Portuguese, so I was fine with it. I thought you read Spanish. I do speak Spanish as well, but I read Portuguese. They're not the same language. No, they're not. Very good. <laughs> but I read Portuguese. I can understand Portuguese, and I can speak enough of a conversation to get me to a oh, hotel okay. and a bathroom. Okay, you know? <laughs> So I was okay, but they were like telling the guy, hey, turn it off, turn it off. So I told him in Portuguese now, you know, truth be told, I did go to Google Translate okay, you know, <laughs> and then came back and pasted it in. But I told him to turn it off. I said, you know, you're annoying people, turn it off. He didn't, and then he got kicked out. Uh, so that was the one, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I got through part two. So Nazgrim is dead. Yay. On LFR, sweet. On LFR. Yeah. But it is taking forever right now, because it seems like after every boss, someone leaves. And then the group falls apart. Uh, and I don't want to leave, because then if I come back, I got to complete the whole thing to get to the next thing, right? Plus you get the deserter buff. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, might as well hang out. You know, I'll, and I what I've been doing is literally I'll turn up uh the volume on my computer, go do something else in the computer room, like work on another system, do whatever, and wait for the ready check. You know, it's nice. like and it's taken forever, half hour sometimes, just to get the group to form again. So that you know, to say I'm on part two doesn't sound like a lot. To say I've completed part two doesn't sound like a lot either. However, it's just taking such an time investment that it is a pretty big deal. And I'm doing good on DPS. I'm not topping the charts, but I'm also not anywhere near the bottom. You know, I'm in the first the right. first notch. Yeah. Yeah. Good so job. It's uh it's cool. I'm I'm digging that. Um what else is going on with him? Engineering's going good. I'm really enjoying it. I've I got the glider. I built the glider that's on the on the on the the cloak. Okay. So I found that from uh Ordos. I can jump off, you know, the, how you can't uh, jump back over that bridge? Well, yeah, Celestials don't yeah, care they don't about care. you. <laughs> oh, no, they'll, they care one way. Yeah, one way. <laughs> they care about you getting there. Getting there. Getting home, you're on your own. Exactly. I can jump off that, that bridge, hit my glider, and glide all the way down to almost the spawn point. So, actually, I, I kind of aim for uh, Shao Hao, who's over there. Okay. I, I aim for him, and then I'm good. So. You having fun with that? Yeah. And I wrote some, you know, me macro guy because I'm thinking all the little cool little engineering things you can add to your your gloves and to your ways and to the. I'm thinking all those little things. They're fun. And I'm making Mac because you have to use it. This is what I don't like. You actually have to use it. So in order for me to use it, I either have to have a macro or I have to have my my character window open. I need to click on the thing. And I don't want to have that. So I've been making macros. That's fine. Good deal. And, uh, you know, Root is. um. He's not doing much in raiding right now because our my raid team over on that uh, in that guild is raiding on nights that I can't raid on. Oh, it's not good. No, so I'm actively now looking, to, you know, to fill a fill a role on a raid team, looking for someone mediocre DPS. You know, I'm not going to top the charts, but I'm also not going to be down at the bottom of the charts. You know, and uh, it's it's a warlock, so you get the hellstones, <laughs> you get the lock cookies. <laughs> uh, I got I can bring I can bring uh, summoning stones. Um, Warlock jokes. I can bring warlock jokes. Sure. It was always good. Um, what else can I bring? Uh, 
I, I got the Pandaren noodle cart. I can bring that. Ooh. Deluxe, deluxe deluxe noodle cart. So I, I can feed the group. Mm-hmm. I can entertain the group. Mm-hmm. I can summon the group. And I can heal the group with my lot of uh, things. So I, I, I'm pretty good at to a raid team. Thing. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. Right, pretty, yeah. Right. So just hit me up uh, on the Twitters or whatever. And, uh, you know, yeah. We'll talk about it. Eastern time zone. <laughs> By the way, that's important. It's very important. <laughs> and then, Freck, you and I both have Hearthstone on our iPads. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? What I've do been, you think? Well, in general, I've been playing Hearthstone a little bit more than I've been playing. Well, right. Um, so, what's your opinion now that you have it on the iPad? It is really neat. Yeah. I Once I figured out the gestures, because I'd had the same issue, I have a touchscreen laptop and I was trying to use my fingers at that and I was having a hard time reading the cards. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I figured out okay you have to like hold a, hold your finger over it to be able to read it and then it's fine. Um, it works you know and like the expert pack that I got for playing the game on there or yeah. installing it all five of them were like rares or epics Sweet. which never happens. I have been getting <laughs> these terrible packs lately. Stuff they already have, or you know, you know, but they'll do the same thing when it comes out on on the Android uh, platform. Yeah. So I'll you know I've got my Android <laughs> tablet as well, so I'll be doing it on the Android tablet. So I'll get my hookup. Yeah. Get another pack over there because <laughs> I got a legendary in mine. Which one? Karen Bloodhoof is who I got legendary, and he's cool because if 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 you kill him, he summons another dude. Right. Unless he gets silenced first. Okay, I didn't know that part. So. Yeah, basically anything that happens in Hearthstone can be countered with yeah, the right with the true. right thing, you know. So I'm still playing with like the basic mage deck. Oh yeah. So I'm bleh, who knows. Um, I still don't know what I'm. I, I have my own. I made my own mage deck. Okay. You know? I've made two because the first one I made was all about like healing and damage mitigation. mm Hmm. And the game lasted way too long, <laughs> and I wasn't doing it. I was like, oh, "Okay, it's not good." Every time I make a new deck, every single time I will not put enough minions in it because there's all these like cool spells yeah, and abilities want to put I in know. there. And then if the hand is like, I have all these things that buff a minion and do all this other stuff, I have no min- nothing to actually <laughs> play this minions. hand. I'll just skip my turn every single time. And then I did a, a classic mistake where I had too many cards in my hand, not enough on the on the playing field and so it drew a card that I couldn't put in my hand and it, it blows it up oh I take it you have not seen that <laughs> so no I've not had too many in my hand before yeah. if you have too many in your hand and you go to draw another one it goes oh you can't use that card boom it blows up oh like, now oh. if you run out of cards you get fatigue damage every turn oh that's rough I haven't done that either yeah so. uh, my experience though on on the iPad is 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 threefold, I think. I like that the sound and the graphics, they're exactly what I thought they would be on the iPad. Yeah. I they're can, not I can overwhelming. See, yeah. It's just good. I can see much more being designed for a pad now that it's on that. Sure. It just, it works. Yeah. Um, I have noticed, though, that, and this is just going to take training for me, everything that I have on the iPad is passive. In other words, I can play it, and my attention can be diverted to something else. Oh, okay. Clash of Clans, I go in there and play it, I'm like, okay, do this, 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 this. 
all right, it's going to be five minutes, and I go back to what I'm doing. Five minutes later, I come back, and I can play some more, or 10 minutes, or whatever it is. With Hearthstone, you don't have that ability. You got to play. Yeah. I mean, a game lasts about, what, 10 minutes? Unless you have that one deck I had, in which well, case yeah. just, It can be stretched at longer, but... Sure. I mean, I'll give you 10, 15 minutes, right? And then in between games, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The issue is me. The issue is I am used to having something in my hand for the iPad that is not a focused thing. So when I'm playing Hearthstone, I want to see what my cards are. I'm trying to plan out my next moves. I'm trying to plan two, three moves ahead. I'm trying to counter whatever this guy's doing, whatever he's got up on the, on the deck. And I can't look away. I can't be diverted. So I'm trying to change that. It, it sounds so simple, but for me, it's a little more difficult than just saying, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this for 10 minutes and nothing else. On a computer, totally different. And I think that has to do with perception of other people as well. If you or somebody's on a computer, people tend to wait to interact with you until you they have your attention. If someone's sitting on an iPad, it's kind of like, oh, I can interrupt them because it's just it's just a they're tablet. Playing. Yeah. It's something they're either checking the stock quotes, maybe, you know, there's nothing important. And I don't want to be interrupted when I'm playing my Hearthstone because I, I, I'm paying attention to it. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Overall, though, I am really impressed with how it plays on the iPad. And, uh, you know, I think, I, I think it's my game. I'm enjoying it for sure. Both PC and iPad. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm just going to play on the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm going to try it at home tonight where I'm doing something in WoW, like waiting for <laughs> the... Uh, oh, it won't let you run on both devices. Why not? It will give me an error message that I'm logged into two different devices. Hmm. iPad might be different. Yeah, because there is no Battle.net launcher on the iPad. That's true. I had to enter my authenticator. Correct. So did I, but you only enter it one time. That's true. We could test a theory right now. We could. All right. So, Freck, uh, you now have your iPad here. I I can see and hear Hearthstone. Yes. And are you logged into World of Warcraft? I am logged into World of Warcraft. All right. Can you play a game? Uh... No, no, I mean on the on, on of Hearthstone. Let's see. Ooh, I know that sound. Okay, you're picking a picking a deck. Uh huh. Ooh, casual play. That sound seems so steampunkish to me. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't click cancel. I know you're tinted. You want me to sit here and play a game? Cause no, no. Oh yeah. I don't want to lose. <laughs> All right. So well, okay. You're in the game. I am. Uh, yes, I do have both at once. I have WoW going and the Hearthstone app, which is a big improvement because I have tried that with you know laptop and desktop right next to each other. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sit here and do both at once. They give me an error message, so that's actually pretty sweet. I just need to give me one of those cases that like props it up, and then I can play that while farming or something. Yeah, you're gonna have to make that lore master go by a lot quicker. Would it? I think so. No. No? No, because you have to pay attention to what you're not killing. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) This is true. All right, so that's very cool. Now you can play Hearthstone and WoW at the same time on different devices. Yay. That's that's cool. Yeah. So I'm 
maybe my LFR waiting will be better now. <laughs> but hey, we do have an email here from Scaresome. He says, getting the wrath mats for the mailbox or the Northern Portal or Jeeves, you can use justice points to buy frozen orbs to take to the wizard on the flying carpet in Dalaran for your eternal air, eternal water, etc. Finally, a way to use all those justice points. Plus, those frozen orbs are often sold in the auction house. You know, that's some news that I could use like a, a week ago. <laughs> but it was all right. I mean, I, I still did my grind. still okay. It wasn't difficult. It was just time consuming. Uh, but I will be doing that for the portals because engineers can make portals at different places. And um, I will be using that for those because that is... See, because I built up all this justice points as I was doing the lower level dungeons. So I do have a lot of justice points that I can go use. So that's that's good news. Thank you for that, Scaresome. Now he has a question. And he says, will the gold challenge mode gear that you're building be the same gear you would want to tackle the proving grounds in? The answer is kind of. The, the, the rule sets are, they look to be identical in how it scales and what it uses and how you can min-max it and everything else. However, um, my plan right now is not to get a gear set. I'm just going to go do challenge mode. I will at least get bronze. If not silver, maybe gold, without changing my gears. So that's my plan right now. I, I don't have time, actually, to go and farm the gear for it and, and to look on the auction house and try to make all that happen. So... Yeah, I'm just going to go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does work, great. Because um, here's my thing. If it scales the way it should scale, the way it should properly scale, then you shouldn't go need to grab a whole other gear set just to get this done. Yeah. Um, if I have to go get another gear set to do challenge modes or proving grounds, then Blizzard is doing it wrong. Plain and yeah, simple. Yeah, because the whole point is to make the gear not a factor. Correct. So if they're just making it a factor differently. Right. Now I can understand min-maxers who want to make, you know, get the best. But it, I just, you know, I'm not going to invest that time to go get that gear set to go do that. I have a very finite amount of time that I can spend in the game. I ain't going to do it trying to get gear. For something that I'm going to use. Right. You know. Well, I mean, the proving grounds are most important. At least silver, because you will have to have that to unlock certain features. Right. And and yeah. that should be, I should be able to get that without the need to go farm up additional gear yeah. to to do it, you know, easier or better or whatever. So that's my stance I'm going to take on it. I, you know, I kind of think Blizzard's going to look at this and, and make changes anyhow by the time Warlords rolls out that all this ain't going to matter. So see how we do. Sometimes the hardest achievements are the ones that players make up. A popular one is the Iron Man Challenge, which requires players to level from 1 to 85 under a set of severe restrictions. What kind of restrictions? What is this? What are you talking about? Well, WowIronMan.com is a website that shows a leaderboard of characters who are completing the challenge, 
and it uses the armory to check if they are following the rules. So here are the rules and how they're checked. Number one, the big one, no deaths. Character death for any reason disqualifies the character. Now, in the armory, under statistics, there is a total death statistic. And if the total death statistic is greater than zero, then your character is moved from the competitor list to the honored dead. Now, the rest of the rules will not necessarily disqualify you, as in they won't move you from the list, but they'll put, you know, some sort of flag next to your character if if you violate them. Number two, only white or gray gear, no heirlooms of any kind. The quality of every item equipped is checked to see if it is higher than white. Number three, no gear enhancements, including gems, enchanting, and reforging. Class abilities are allowed, for example, rogue poisons and shaman imbues. Now, of course, you cannot add gems or reforging to gray or white items, but you can enchant gray or white items. So the armory does do a check for that to make sure that you don't have any white items enchanted. Number four, no specialization, talent points, or glyphs. This is a big one. By specialization, every class has three, or I think it's four for druids. So you cannot pick one of those. You can't say I'm a frost mage. You can't say I'm a demonology warlock. That means that all those spells that are locked under those specializations, you cannot access. And if you do pick a specialization, your character will be flagged for that. Same goes with your pet. If you're a hunter, you have those uh, tank and DPS pets. You can't pick a tree for that either. So no talent points, no specializations. You are only going to use the very basic spells and skills that come with your class. Number five, no professions or secondary skills except for first aid. That's also checked in the army. I mean, you are allowed to use bandages and use first aid, but other than that, uh, you know, no no mining herbing buffs, you know? You're not going to get that, that crit buff or the stamina that you would get from some of those gathering professions. So none of that, uh, which also means you're going to be kind of limited on how you're making your money, you know, except, you know, all flipping stuff over the auction. I also hear like, rude, you can do that. Number six, no potions, flask, or elixirs except for required quest items. No food buffs or other external buffs, including buffs from items and other players. So they say they use statistics for the number of healing potions, mana potions, elixirs, and flasks consumed, but any item which does not fall into those categories like food, drink, or items to complete a quest will not be detected. Which means that even though it is a rule to not use food buffs, technically you could and not get flagged. You know, it's it's up to you whether or not you're going to follow that rule or not. But the other stuff like flask and uh, elixir, things like that, that is a statistic in your armory tab. So if you drink one of those flasks, I mean, you're going to get flagged. Number seven, no groups or assistance from other characters, even if not grouped. Now see, this is a tricky one. I mean, how would you think that someone would keep track of that? Uh, what they do is they look at the statistics for the number of kills, as in the number of kills you have credit for, and the number of killing blows, and compare those. So in other words, if you're getting credit for a bunch of kills, but you're not the 
person who, you know, made that final blow, that means somebody's helping you. So they can compare those two statistics and see if there's a big discrepancy on those. So if, yeah, you cannot be in a group. You cannot join up with other Ironmen. You cannot um, have somebody follow you around and, you know, make sure you're not going to die. This is a solitary challenge. And they have checks to make sure that you are doing it by yourself. Number eight, no dungeons, raids, battlegrounds, or arenas. This is mostly checked by achievements that if you have achievements for doing dungeons and battlegrounds along the arenas, um, it's going to flag you. You can zone into a dungeon to turn in a quest and it won't flag your character unless you kill the bosses. But I would think that would just make it, you know, exponentially more difficult to try to go Iron Man and not die if you're going to go into a battleground. I mean, that's just going to (laughs) happen. Number nine. No guilds, except for level one guilds, created specifically for the Iron Man challenge. So if your character is in a guild, the level of the guild is going to be checked in the armory, and the guild level must be one for you not to be flagged. Now this is a tricky one, because I think we all kind of take for granted all those guild perks that you get, you know, being able to mount up faster, uh, hearthing 15 minutes sooner, uh, you get like a bonus to experience, you get a bonus to reputation, uh, all that stuff. You just, you're not going to have any of that because the only guilds that you can join are the Iron Man guilds. And let's face it, if everyone's Iron Manning, that means the guild's not leveling up because nobody's grouping together, nobody's doing battlegrounds, nobody's doing dungeon, nobody's really doing anything to enhance the guild experience. Now, there are a few other restrictions that are not check there is really no way for them to check but so it's just kind of a um honor system type thing or just if you choose to do it or not number 10 no refer a friend number 11 no add-ons which assist in combat and or leveling like leveling guides etc see i i don't would you think lore master would fall underneath this because it does not tell you how to do the quest it would just point out missing quests if you're trying to get all of them. It gives you a starting point, but it's not like Zyger Guides where it tells you where to go and what to do. What do you think? Uh, the rule says no add-ons which assist in combat or leveling. However, it does not say no add-ons that assist in achievement completion. That's true. And that's what Lore Master is. Yeah. So, especially the way you're doing it. Yeah. Now, I can see on a level one character that you might get experience for doing uh, the quest and whatnot. Mm -hmm. However, that character is not leveling. It's not using that guide to level. It's using that guide to complete some achievements. Yeah. I think you're okay. Okay. Yeah, and I I hadn't really thought about all the add-ons I was using for combat until I read that. I went, wait a minute. You know, I have several. You know, like GTFO that tells you when you're standing in the bad. Right. Uh, Quartz, which is like a replacement cast bar that factors in your latency, so it helps you cast more efficiently. Uh, you know, obviously Deadly Boss Mobs is out. Not that you really need it. You would need that one anyhow. So. But, um, you know, things like Spell Flash. Yeah. I don't know. I, I found several that I didn't think about until I was using the add-on manager to go in and turn off a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to turn that off, too. Were you using the add-on control panel? I was. Awesome. That's what I meant when I said I don't have a manager. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
And finally, number 12, no transfer of gear, items, or money from any other characters, yours or others. Now, again, there's no way for them to track how much, you know, if somebody gives you gold. Because when you look at the statistics on your um, achievement page, it only tells you how much gold that you have picked up. Not from the mail that you have gotten from, that you looted from mobs or have received as quests. It doesn't really... Um, tell you like how much gold you've gotten from the mailbox. But again, really, when you when you look at all the other restrictions, in a way, there would be like no point in sending your character anything if you can't use food buffs, if you can't use green gear, if you can't use professions. That really kind of eliminates your need for a big bag. I mean, you're not gathering anything, and you're basically vendoring everything you're getting except for cloth. You know, you don't really need to send yourself stuff anymore. You turn in the cloth in for rep? What are you doing with the cloth? Um, I was just going to auction house it. Oh, okay. I just wonder. They still do that rep thing where you turn it in for rep bonuses? No. Now for the Alliance and Horde factions, and you can turn in rune cloth into the Timber Mall. Oh. But really, if you're going to do rep stuff, you don't want to do it on Iron Man tune because you're going to be losing a bunch of um, enhances to your, to your rep gains. If yeah, you don't have a true. guild, you know. All right, kind so I point. do want to go back and talk about one of these rules. Okay. Uh, specifically, number six, it said no potions, flasks, or elixirs, no food buffs or other external buffs, including buffs from items and other players. Specifically, what I want to talk about is the buffs from other players. Okay. So if I read this rule right, if you are running through an area and you go by a, help, uh, a helpful priest. A good, Someone just happens a to- A good Samaritan, you know, sees you- it says, oh, look at them. They have really, here, take this, blessing, poof, your Iron Man is over. I don't think so. Like, I I think a buff is not going to get you flagged, for one thing. I think I think there's one that's up to you to follow. And if it was me, as long as you're not asking for buffs, if someone just happens to give you one, I mean, if you're being really serious about it, you could just, you know, Go AFK until it wears out. Or right click and it goes away and take yeah, it off. Yeah, there's that. Take it off. Or, you know, I wouldn't delete the character of that because someone happened to give you a buff. Although, I was a little bit nervous and I was running around and I I, I did run by a priest. And I was like, what if they give me a buff? I don't know. <laughs> and that's probably the reason why I named my character what I did because I didn't want people trying to help me. Sure. You know. But, you know, it, I that would require, of course, reading. And understanding what the Iron Man challenge is. That's true. Because, it's, it's a stretch, I know. Because I, I got to tell you, I will sit around the shrine from time to time and then just toss out dark intent on people. I'll say, here you go, have a dark intent. And they get the dark intent. So if, and even if it's a lower level character, you know, a lot of times if I go down if I'm farming Wait, stuff. Wait, what does that do? That sounds like something bad. Dark intent? It is a uh, 10% spell power buff. Oh. So, Yeah. You know, it's like Arcane Brilliance or uh, your Water Strider from your Hunter. That would require a group. Okay. That would do that. Yeah. Uh, Power Word Fortitude does the same thing. Commanding Shout. Uh, you know, the Fortitude buff. So these are things that you don't have to be grouped to get, except for the, the Water Strider one. So if you're just running by and someone's like, I have a Fortitude. That's true. Okay, well, before you get all hung up on one particular rule, let's look at what happens if you don't follow the rules. All right, so what happens if you don't follow the rules? Okay, well, if you die, I mean, that that is really the only hard and fast rule, because if you die, your character automatically gets moved to the honored dead list, okay? 
as long as you don't die but are still bending the rules, your character will have, you know, a little yellow thing or, or red thing next to it. And it'll say, you know, what you have that's that's different. But officially, it is not a competition. It is a personal challenge. And you are free to use the rules that you want to use them. All right. Well, that makes sense. Okay. But I got to ask. Okay. Why would anybody choose to make leveling harder than what it already is? Well, you know, let's face it. Leveling right now is a joke. When the developers come out and say, you know, we've made it so easy for you that it's stupid, we might as well just give you a button to level. When they have explicitly come out and said that, you know leveling isn't a challenge anymore. I mean, Malaria, she's level 60 now. She's my warlock. First half, I did not have any heirlooms, okay? And I ran a mix of questing and dungeons. Half the time, I would forget to have my pet out. (laughs) You know, I would get into a group over and done in 10 minutes. You know, tank didn't really have to tank. The healer wasn't really healing. Healer was just kind of like dancing to the side. You know, it was, it's ridiculously easy now. All right. Even in the green gear, it's ridiculously easy. There is no real challenging solo content right now. Everything that would be a challenge is a raid that requires you to get with nine other people. You know? Okay, heroic scenarios, but they were challenging more like a few months ago. You do have proving grounds and things like that, but the proving grounds is specifically to to achieve one thing and then you're done. Once you've gotten the silver or the gold, you're done. You don't have to keep going back there. So this gives you actually challenging solo content. And, you know, the other reason is that it actually gives you a sense of adventure. Because if you have this Iron Man challenge and you know you're not going to play that character anymore once you've died, that means if you make it through a zone, it's because you've fought valiantly and you've ran away if you had to. You're a real survivor. You're a true adventurer. You're not just some super being who is invincible and runs around carelessly because they have nothing to lose. Everything is calculated. Death matters. Exactly. It matters. You know, you're actually scared. It's intense if you get in a situation where you are overwhelmed by your enemies and you're like, you know, am I, it's suspenseful. Am I going to get away? And when you do, it's like, oh, it's a huge relief. Normal leveling. I mean, you see a bunch of mobs, you just run through there, get to where you're going to go as fast as possible. If you get to your spot where you're going, you got five mobs on you. No big deal. Just turn around and wipe five of them out. Oh, I got one too many on me. No big deal. Okay. I die. Go back to my spot again. So it's different. You see? I do. It adds a layer. Yeah. Yeah. Of meaning. It does. It does. So what's been your overall experience? You've done this. So. Yeah, well, yes. I, I made a dwarf hunter. You know, dwarves are very sturdy. Sturdy. Named Iron Freck. Iron Freck. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very easy at first. You know, one button for several levels. Even with no heirloom gear, you know, gray, white gear, I was just rolling through. I mean, my first... Real challenge was this trog cave over in Dunmoreau, uh, where I got a few on me, but I got through it. At the end of that quest, I had to vendor some green gear, and that made me sad. 
Because mm. like I I like those pluses. Yeah, they make me happy. And like, I saw those pluses and I had to vendor it. It's like, are you sure? Like this is this is a nice upgrade. Are you no sure you want to sell? I got this? like the nice gun. I'm like, I can't use this gun. To vendor it, it made me sad. But I knew I had to get to level ten to be able to have your character show up in the army. I mean, that's how you input your character on this challenge. Like oh, you know, you just put in the yeah. character name and. But if it's under 10, it doesn't show up. There's no point. So I was like, okay, got myself to that point. And a few quests later, I had to go to an Iron Dwarf camp. And I kind of cut through. I wasn't, like, paying strict attention. I ended up aggroing three mobs. Whoa. And my pet had one of them, but then I had two. So I cut and run, but they got me. You don't have Fane Death at that level, huh? No, no, no. They got me. So, yeah, she's level 10. Um, I'm leaving her as a ghost on that server because I think we're just going to make a new tune, different server, possibly a different class. I was going to ask, can you stay with the hunter? I don't know. I heard, I've been told a mage is good. I've been told a warlock is good. No one seemed too impressed with the fact that I was doing a hunter because to me it's like, look, you're passing off your aggro to your pet. But I'm like, no, you should do a mage or a warlock. So I don't know. We'll see. I do want to try it again. Yeah. There was this, like, really kind of disappointing feeling when I did die, like, I just wasted two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know? it's not a waste. You know, but it, but it was fun, you know, and I, I, I do want to try it again. All right, so you're going to try it again. We got yes. that. What are some strategies that you can employ to to be more successful at this? Well, again, you, ha- you have to approach it differently. I mean, you're actually valuing your life. You have to calculate each fight so you don't get in over your head. So that means no jumping down mountains to save time. You know, if you got a little windy path, you know how most people just kind of like jump <laughs> yeah, down there. sure. You can't do that. No. Because what if it's just a little bit too far? Yeah. What if you, you die, miss getting you that achievement, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so none of that. I mean, you want to stay on the roads as much as possible when traveling because uh, you want to be safe. You don't want to take unnecessary risk. Yeah. That's one of the tool tips that, you know, stay on a path. Yeah. You're less likely to encounter mobs while traveling on the road. Yes. I get mad when mobs cross roads because I'm like, you're not reading the tooltips. <laughs> Read the tooltip. When you log in, it says you're not supposed to cross it the road. It does path. say less likely, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Technicality. <laughs> and no cutting through groups of mobs. You got to go on the outskirts. You got to pick them up one by one, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't gotten that far, but I'm assuming that you're not just going to go to the next zone as soon as the quests start being green. You're probably going to want to stay there until they turn gray. <laughs> yeah, true. Because soak up everything you can get. Yeah, because when you're in gray gear and like all of a sudden everything's tuned for you to be in at least green, it's not going to be easy. No, that's true. So basically, everything is going to take a lot more time because you're being extra careful. You also want to know really well what your race and your class's escape abilities are and keep them handy for emergencies. Yeah. Bubble, hearth. <laughs> I mean, dwarves Life have tap. like this stone no. form oh. that oh, yeah. reduces damage by 10%. Sure, it's not a lot, and probably most players don't even use that, but in Iron Man's situation, that could be the difference between life and death. Could a warlock use a hellstone? Yes. I see. That's why you want a warlock. Because that's a class-specific yeah. ability. You get a void walker, no put the aggro on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'll make a human warlock. We'll see. No warlocks are cool. 
That's true. But since I just did the Dunmore starting area, I'm kind of uh, deciding should really don't really do that again. At least you know where you messed up. That's true. Yeah. Still deciding. Well, you'll have to keep us informed. I will. On this, because this is very interesting stuff. Very interesting. The WoW Iron Man is a community-based event. It's designed by people who love playing WoW and are looking for a more interesting way to play the game. The rules and methods in place aren't static, and creativity is rewarded by fellow Iron Man. For information on how to get started on your WoW Iron Man journey, visit WowIronMan.com. You're listening to HearthCast. Hey, you want to make a little gold? I got an insider's tip for you. So everything old is new again. As you guys know, you've heard me talk about Dark Roast. He's my new Alliance character. And I used to have this little trick that I did on Alliance tunes. It's pretty simple to do, and I'll share it with you because it still makes easy gold. In Ironforge, there's a tailor. If you're looking at... um, You're facing away from the auction house. You're facing the bank. There's a little tunnel on the left. If you go through that tunnel and you hang your left, it's like the second or third building uh, on the left-hand side. And he is upstairs. And now you can fly in Iron Forge. You don't need to run up the stairs. You can just fly right to him. Can you also ask the guard where the tailor is? Yes, of course. You can ask the guard where the tailor (laughs) is. Uh, This guard, or this tailor rather, sells a couple things. Most notably, uh, tuxedo shirt, pants, and jacket. He also sells some uh, lavender and pink shirts, but those don't do well. What you want are those tuxedo parts. And they uh, they sell for about 40 silver. That's what you buy them for. Then you hop, skip, and jump right back over the auction house, which is just right there. And you actually sell those things for about 25 gold apiece. Now, I know you're saying, Root, that's not a lot of gold. That's only 75 gold, minus the auction house fees, and minus 120 silver you have in it. But uh, you can do this multiple times a day. These are limited quantity items, so they do disappear off of him. So it is going to create a sense of uh, you know, loss, because people don't know they're there, or they go away if they do know they're there. But the bigger picture here, folks, is that people just don't know that that stuff is there. They don't know that they can go right over to the tailor guy, and pay 40 silver a piece for those things, they look on the auction house. Now, before I start getting tweets and emails about how I'm price gouging people and ripping people off, understand this. It's a service I'm providing. Just like if you get out of the grocery store and you buy a gallon of milk, it's going to cost you a certain amount. I don't know because I don't do the shopping in my house. Um, but if you go to the convenience store that is even closer to your house, easier to get in and out of, that gallon of milk is going to cost you probably more. <laughs> Not Again, not the best analogy. But stuff costs more because you're paying for that convenience. No, that is very true. Yeah. Like, like, I love Target, right? Sure. And I can get, like, all my stuff I need much cheaper at Target than, let's say, Walgreens. But Walgreens, I can park by the door. There you I go. And go in. Target had to park, like, a mile away. Yeah. That makes a difference. That is opportunity cost. Yeah, you're paying for a level of convenience. Exactly. And it's the same thing. You go to the auction house, you see those tuxedos. Number one, you don't if you don't know, then you don't know. But if you do know and you're like, I could go all the way to Ironforge and look for this guy. Ironforge. No one goes there. <laughs> it's still very popular. 
apparently. Not compared to Stormwind. Okay, I don't know. But you go there, you find this guy, you you get the tuxedo patterns and whatnot, and then or the shirts and stuff, and then you uh you know or you just get them off the auction house. And it's seventy five gold, and in today's gold prices, that's nothing. People pay twenty five, twenty five, twenty five all day long. Let me ask you something. Is there a hoard equivalent? There certainly is. Uh it's uh sold by the tailor in Undercity. So you can go there and get the same thing. So same thing. Who goes to Undercity? That place creeps me out. Yeah. Don't go there with the music cranked up. You mean the ambiance? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it, this is a, tr- a not, I don't even call it a trick. It was something that I did a long time ago. It was very popular when I was doing Fat Wallet because I could buy from another vendor and sell stuff, but I couldn't get things in the mail. That was the Fat Wallet challenge. So he got to learn... Uh, where people were and how to get around and what to buy and resell on the auction house uh, very quickly for profit. And uh, I hadn't done that in a long time. And uh, it's pretty, it's not difficult now because you have the portals, you know, in the shrines. True, yeah. So just jump over to Ironforge or Undercity and talk to the tailors there and, you know, see if you can't have some profit on your server as well. This week's add-on spotlight. We're going to talk about Gatherer and Gatherer DB. Now, Gatherer itself is an add-on for herbalists, miners, people hunting treasure, and the World of Warcraft. Basically, it tracks stuff that is close to you, and it shows it up on your mini-map. Now, it's got a problem, and the problem it has is it doesn't know where anything is until you've been there. You have to go, you've got a mine, you've got a herb, you've got to get whatever it is that, that you're getting, uh, gathering. Once you've gathered it, once you've hit that node, now it's going to mark it on your minimap as a known spot. So you're going to catch 22. It doesn't know what to tell you until you've been there to tell it what to tell you. However, teaming up, you can get d- gather a DB. Wowhead has put this together, which is a compilation of everybody's databases who've been playing the game, who've been there. And done that. You import this database called Gatherer DB into the Gatherer add-on, and now it's going to populate every known node spawn point, whether or not you've been there or not. It's kind of cool in that you can configure it to spawn stuff uh, as close as you know, as close or far away as you want. It's got a distance measuring, so as you're getting into an area, it can pop up and say, "Hey, there might be a node over here." Now, it's not going to tell you if it's there or not until you get close, and then, then the WoW interface picks up, and it starts blinking or starts showing you that that node is there. But you have a chance of that node being there. And you can look on the world map, too. And that's the cool part. You can look on the world map, and you can kind of decide, hey, you know, I've got an hour to kill. I'm going to map out a cool little path around uh, Pandaria, and I want to you know mine myself some ore, and maybe I want to know where the best spots to go get trillium is so this will tell you that and now you don't have to wait around and kind of hope that some trillium spawns somewhere you can go check out and know at least have a more of a fighting chance that that trillium will be there for you to get because that's still hard to come by sometimes that's true unless you change in your spirit of harmonies true but i'm talking about just raw mining it yeah yeah so pretty rare 
Although I had one day, one morning that I got like 10 in a row and I was just like, let me leave the house and go buy a lottery ticket because I'm on fire. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, this is, this is something, you know, I thought maybe something was broken, but I wasn't, I didn't want to say anything because the last thing you want to do is go, hey, is anybody else just getting constantly getting dark? Uh, uh, I go, know. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to do that. All I'm getting this morning is Trillium. Anybody's having a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Let me fix that for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're having a server reboot in five minutes. What's going on? (laughs) And then people get mad at Root for spoiling the fun. Uh Uh, So, no, you don't want that. But go check out Gatherer and Gatherer DB. Get them both, or else uh, you're just going to miss out on a big portion of it, and that is the shared knowledge that the community has provided. Well, that about does it for this episode. Let us know if you have done the Iron Man challenge or are thinking about it or have done some other crazy challenge. Here are some of the ridiculousness we are looking forward to in our lives. We Noble Garden is happening right now. Right now. Get your eggs and your chocolate yeah. and your whatevers to get your bunny ears and then you can go throw up in um, Moon Guard <laughs> with Freck. Go find her. So now you won't be the only one with ears. I know. But anyhow. Yeah. You can come hang out with us in the Orlando WoW Meetup group at our next meetup. It's going to be on April 26th, 7 p.m. at the Brick House. House. I can't not say it that way. I, I know. We're going to be doing it the whole the night. Whole night. I know. Be annoying people. Yep. Yeah. Unless everyone <laughs> in the restaurant is doing the same thing. Do you think, you know, like you walk into Moe's, like, hey, welcome to Moe's. Moe's. Yeah. You think you walk in and go, welcome to the Brick. And then everybody goes, House. House. Probably. Yeah. We'll see. We've never been there. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you guys want to play a round of AOE with us, it's very simple. Just let us know. We need about 20 minutes of your time uh, between about 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern time on any given Thursday. Remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win. It's a lot of fun, and um, you know we know you play along at home or in the car, wherever you listen. You can be the one on the other side and feel what it's really like to be part of the game. Big shout out to Rob to the max. That is our buddy Rob Copeland over at the Training Dummies. Uh, he and I kind of had a little fun with uh, trying to get them to put Hearthstone on the BlackBerry. He said, "Oh, right." And then I wanted I wanted the T nine version on my Nokia phone. Uh huh. And then we got Trump by putting in a DOS version. We just kept down downgrading this thing. And so all the way back to just the original card game. This really, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go analog. Can I get yeah. it on Abacus, possibly? I don't know. So that was fun. I, I love those little moments that just have fun like that. So big shout-outs to him. All of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter, Twitters, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find Hearthcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface for HearthCast.com.
Welcome to Aspect of the Daddy, where we talk about technology, toddlers, and Tylenol. Today is going to be one of those Tylenol moments, and I know I'm not the only one who's ever gotten their phone wet, and maybe lost a phone. So today we're going to talk about what to do if your phone gets wet. Ideally, your phone would not get wet in the first place, but and we don't live in an ideal world, not at all. So, phones are going to get wet. What, are, what can you do? Well, the best thing to do is have an ExoSkin Aqua Dry Bag around. I keep one in the house and I have one in my car. So pretty much no matter where I am, I know there's one uh, relatively close by. The bag is filled with a special compound that uh, acts kind of like those silica packets do, but it's much, much more powerful. Uh, you'll often see people say that if you take your electronics and throw them in a bag of rice, um, they can save your phone that way. And that is a good last-ditch effort, but I found these AquaDry bags. They claim to be 700% more effective at absorbing moisture than rice. So, I know this sounds like a commercial for Aqua Dry Bag, and it's not. This is just a personal recommendation. I have saved an iPhone that went through a washing machine. It wasn't me, it was my kid. So, uh, I can speak from experience and tell you that they work pretty well. So, if your phone gets wet, turn it off. Turn it off right away. If you have an iPhone, turn it off. If you have uh, access to the battery compartment, like an Android phone, uh, take the back off, take the battery out. Next, use the bag of rice or an Aqua Dry bag for a minimum, this is very important, a minimum of 48 hours. I know it's really tempting to try and turn your phone on earlier than that, but if there's any moisture inside your phone and you turn it on, it's just going to fry the phone. So resist the urge. So after 48 hours has passed, dry your phone off as, as good as you can. Um, if you use rice, you, you're going to have to blow all the rice out of it. But hopefully by that point, uh, your phone will be saved. You can reach me on Twitter at Broadway Blues. I'm on the web at aspectofthedaddy.com. And you can also... Send me an email if you want to hear more suggestions or you have a topic at broadwayblues at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening. Stay frosty.